Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You know, you never know what the... uh what the uh, <laughs> what the open is going to be? Yesterday we were talking, I think about leprechauns or clowns. It was Carlin, just rare vintage Carlin, and he was talking about clowns and and how Aaron Rodgers is going to turn into a clown show or whatever it was. And I remember just chuckling at that. And you know, now there's nipple talk, and and it's you know, and we just carry the bag. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Is that? The rejoin is that the open for all four hours of this program? Yes, that's what we. That's see, yeah. that's and look, you haven't gotten fired for saying the word that I'm not going to say, but he's not wrong. I mean, you walk into a TV studio, mm-hmm. it is a if it's not a meat locker, it's too warm in there. I bless you for saying that. That is the voice of Chris Budden, who's joining us from a place that has not felt like a meat locker in many many months. Dallas, Texas, in the middle of what did you say the heat wave was? Uh, I think it's like six weeks over triple digits, and I'm also wearing a jacket because this is what you do. Then you get used to it being 100 degrees, and then when it's a nice 72 inside your house. Yeah. Although it's not 72 anymore because I got my electric bill last week. It's, oh, okay, jacket up to uh. 74. You're like, this will save dozens of dollars. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I get I, I believe me, understand. I spent some time in Lawton, Oklahoma, which is nowhere near Dallas, but it is in the same sort of weather mm. system, and this time of year can be absolutely Brutal. You weren't here for weather on the threes on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Twitter handles are at ESPN Radio, at Chris Budden. That is Chris with a K, two Ds in Budden, B-U-D-D-E-N on Twitter, at Randy Scott ESPN for me. Uh, 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number, 888-729-3776. We are leading the show now the same way we led the show yesterday, but the story has changed dramatically. Yesterday, we thought we were coming on, Chris. It was myself and Nick Friedel, and we thought, yep, it's going to be this Ryan Jensen story. What a big blow for the Bucks! What a big blow for Tom Brady. And we will discuss that in this hour. There's a lot of football on the show today, which is great. Uh, but the Kyler Murray surprise press conference stole the show from us, which was great. Go ahead, take the show. We'll react to it. That's how it happened. And the story has changed so much. Matter of fact, it changed overnight. It changed in the evening hours here on the East Coast because I'm trying to think of the best way to treetop this. The Cardinals gave him a a $230.5 million contract, but they put a clause in there that said you have to study tape. However you do it in 2022. I'm sure it's a tablet. I'm sure it's a uh, screen time, whatever it was. I can say that to Chris because she has kids. It's the <laughs> yeah. young kids. You talk about screen time in your house, I'm sure. So they put that in there. He had to study, and he couldn't be multitasking while he did it. He could not play Roblox. He could not be on Twitch. He could not be playing video games or, or browsing the, the internet, whatever, surfing the web, as you would say 25 years ago. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't throw an AOL disc in there on the side uh-huh, and dial in. Terrible. 
So that somehow gets public, and that's where it becomes a problem. Because it's, it's bad for both. It's bad for the player. It's bad for the franchise. It breeds distrust. And coming off of contract negotiations that it's our understanding were fairly contentious throughout the months that led up to the deal getting done, it does nothing to assuage that, okay? It gets public. It's probably the fault of no one on either side, but it draws Kyler Murray some real strong criticism and some real strong, okay, hold on. He goes out and he responds to it, doesn't take any questions on it, and then there's criticism of why'd you draw attention to it. Anyway, what ended up happening overnight is that language gets removed from the contract, Chris. What I mean, for this to spin this wildly in the span of about 48 hours, that's soup to nuts. It's a, an elongated way of trying to crystallize it. Your reaction once you heard that, Chris, was what? It is day three of talking about it. Day four, I've lost track because it is the story that keeps on giving. I don't know as someone who does radio, do I send in edible arrangements and say thank you for giving us stuff to talk about? But I'm a little bit like, stop shooting yourself in the foot. Had had this come out, and, and there's a whole other opinion on, on how this came out in the first place, because this isn't public information. This isn't, I can send a FOIA request and they're, you know, they have to give it to me. Very few people with few eyes on this contract knew about it and let it become public and fed it to a source. So that's one situation. But then it gets out there. Let it go through your talk radio for a day. And then guess what? Training camps are back. No one's going to talk about it. But then Kyler wants to get up there and defend himself. So then it lives another couple of hours. And then the Cardinals' own Twitter feed Mm. puts it up of Kyler defending himself. The same organization that is the one that put it in the contract. So now we got to go a couple more hours. And then overnight... Hey, then again, we're going to now delete whatever was in this contract in the first place that you thought was good to it just, just it just it's a it's a it's go round and round and round. And we're still talking about it three days later. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Darlington weighed in on it in terms of just how bad this looks and how, how really really how poorly the team handled it, regardless of the social media situation or maybe they thought they were backing up their quarterback. Here's Darlington. It does draw too much attention. It did draw way too much attention to Kyler Murray's contract. And the second point is, as we just saw with them removing it, it probably wasn't the type of thing that was very enforceable anyway. So, you know, I I think that we've looked at every step of this, from the clause itself to Kyler's reaction to it yesterday, to the social media team for the Arizona Cardinals, then tweeting out Kyler's reaction to a clause that was put in his contract by the organization, to then taking out the clause altogether. It's just been handled so poorly. It has. It looks. It looks so bad for the team. It looks so bad for the quarterback. Because if you're if you're a player with options and you have the Cardinals on your you know visit list or offer sheet or whatever it is, would you trust them? Ooh, I haven't thought about it that way. No, I mean someone either in the league office or that office is the one that sent it out. But I also think that there are things that Kyler Murray has done that have led up to this fits the bill, right? Mm-hmm. There was leaks within that organization that he wasn't a very good leader. Then there's the deleting everything off social media, Instagram breakup. Like there, there have been pieces that led you to believe, like. I can see why this would be in the contract. This fits the entire narrative. I also wonder, do you think he knew 
like I'm assuming this contract is a couple pages. He yeah. has an agent who's looking couple over pages. it. Did the agent go to him and say, "Hey, this is in here. You're going to have to agree to this if you want the, you know, this ridiculous contract. Just agree to it. Move on. They're never going to track it. It's never enforceable. Just sign it." Or maybe just like said, "Hey, I'm, I don't want to make my guy mad. So we're just going to I'm just going to tell him, "Here, sign here." You know, $230 million. At the end of the day, maybe he won't even know about it. Yeah. Do you know everything that's written into your contract? I I do, but ours are, you know, an ESPN contract is, yeah, it's set, well, yeah, you know, six or seven, and and then that's it. But my knowledge of NFL contracts is so limited. However, I do know watching, you know, hard knocks, and you see some of these deals getting done, and those are, I mean, they are phone books. They really are. But let's find a more. Let's find a more. <laughs> someone there is, understands. They're as thick that as two a... laptops stacked on top of each other. That's that's really what they are. And so I could see you're right. An agent sort of protecting his client's feelings. It has been contentious at times, right, between the player and the team trying to get this deal done. And maybe the the agent's like, of course, my guy is going to study for four hours a week. It's what he does anyway. I'm not even going to tell him about this. You know, I, mean, I could see maybe there being some disconnect there. But ultimately, someone spoke who shouldn't have. This is a private contract between player and team. This is one of those deals that doesn't make one of those clauses that doesn't make anybody look good, and it's 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 problematic. Also, I'm trying to think of the best way to say. It. And you know what? Patrick Mahomes is the best uh, person to talk about this, and he did. It was a couple hours ago, as a matter of fact, today at Chiefs camp, and he's talking about the Kyler Murray criticism and how his preparation is called into question. And we've got it with Lamar Jackson as well in terms of, you know, the, the anonymous defensive coordinator in that Mike Sando piece with the quarterback tears where he's like, hey, no matter how many MVP awards he wins, I'm always going to look at him as a football player and not a quarterback. It's this safeguarded title, this position that is sort of hallowed ground to say nothing of the significance of it. But Mahomes says it. He goes, obvious. this is a quote today. This is Friday. Yeah, today. It goes, obviously, the black quarterback has had to battle to be in this position that we are to have this many guys in the league playing. Every day, we're proving that we should have been playing the whole time. We've got guys that can think just as well as they can use their athleticism. It's always weird when you see guys like me, Lamar, Kyler, kind of get that on them when other guys don't. But at the same time, we're going out there to prove ourselves every day to show we can be some of the best quarterbacks in the league. He is 100% correct. That yeah. I cannot think of a quarterback. Well, let's say it. I can't think of a white quarterback where you had to basically instill some sort of, you know, protect them from their internet habits language in a contract. And and I'll save you, Twitter guy. No, I haven't read every NFL quarterback's contract. But this language stood out as so unique and so rare to people who have played. Every single one of our NFL analysts thought it was strange. And in the fact that it's newsworthy means that it is as rare as it is. And it doesn't happen for white quarterbacks, Chris. Yeah, I mean, the only person that could maybe come to mind that, uh, you know, and judged in that light would be a little bit of Baker Mayfield. But then I go back to, like, who looks worse in this situation? If you were concerned about the prep that your quarterback is doing, why are you offering him the second highest paid quarterback contract in the league? Mm Mm-hmm. Then don't sign him if that's what your concern is. But he's also like, he's not your, it comes across like, as a parent, like I have parental controls over my kid's iPad. I can shut it on at a certain time and I can shut it off at a certain time. I can control what websites he goes to, but my child's six. So first of all, 
I, I do appreciate what Kyler said that, you know, you guys think at my size and my, that, that I'm able to do what I do without being able to study film. I, I appreciate that. And if, for the Cardinals to, to put that in there, then why are you signing the guy, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you had a, there was a, a level of concern involved, and it could be the comments that he gave Kyler Murray did to the New York Times last year. This was in December. This was at the end of last year. I think I was blessed with the cognitive skills to just go out there and just see it before it happens. I'm not one of those guys that's going to sit there and kill myself watching film. I don't sit there for 24 hours and break down this team and that team and watch every game because in my head, I see so much. So the language was out there from the quarterback himself, and then the language is in the contract, and as of last night, the language is gone. Uh, We'll get to Lamar Jackson. Did he give the Ravens an ultimatum? We're going to tell you in moments, but first we remind you that Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. It's Chris Button and Randy Scott in for Canty and Carlin on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And uh, at this point, yesterday afternoon, we got some sound from, and I'm, I'm kind of laughing just because, <laughs> you know, you get the sound from Lamar Jackson where you know he has to be frustrated to be facing the same questions over and over. Okay, parent, mama Button. When you get the same question from your kids over and over, does it kind of drive you up the nearest wall a little Stop bit? Stop asking me. Stop asking me. Yes. And it's yeah. not even the same question asked different ways. But Lamar gets this question about his contract and the negativity surrounding it. And now that you know the Mike Sando piece comes out where mm-hmm. an, an anonymous defensive coordinator is not granting him access to the Hall of Quarterbacks. And uh, the, and yet, I find myself chuckling at this quote from Lamar where he says, when you're going to... Okay, he says, when you're trying to be great and you're trying to work your tail off, there is going to be negativity. But, you know, they hated Jesus. And I'm not Jesus, so I don't really worry about it. And that's the quote. And it's beautiful in how... It's beautiful in <laughs> I how... I can argue that. You I, can't... Like, there's, there's no... That, that is a drop the mic, walk away. No, nope, uh, that is the ultimate comparison. I, I do... Like, I don't think he's going to hold out. I don't think that... Every, every notion that we have seen from him and from insiders within that organization, it doesn't seem like he's going to have a holdout. I think this idea of, like, this is the deadline to get things done is I do not have an agent... This is the last thing that I want to have to worry about while trying to play my schedule. Uh, I, obviously, he wants it done uh, early so that got any sort of, you know, injury were to happen. Although we saw, you know, Dak gets injured and then he ends up getting his contract, yeah. uh, you know, over what he wanted. I don't understand why the Ravens aren't more eager to get it done because it's only going to go up. That's a great point, and we actually have our uh, ESPN NFL Nation Baltimore Ravens reporter, Jamison Hensley, weighing in on that. Maybe, you know, deadlines spur deals, right? Maybe the looming deadline in terms of start of the regular season, maybe that gets something done. Here's Jamison. There's more optimism than ever right now that a deal could get done before the season. If you asked me in March if a deal was going to get done before the season, I would have said no way because – Lamar just didn't seem very interested in getting a deal done. I mean, the the Ravens tried to reach out to him saying, hey, let's get a contract done. It didn't have as much urgency to get a deal done. I think the sides have been talking since June now. Uh, I think the Kyler Murray contract does help the, the situation with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson because the Ravens can say, look, Kyler Murray did not get Deshaun Watson money. At the end of the day, I think Lamar gets something in between Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson, and I think it could get done before the the, the start of the season. 
Yeah, okay, so that's September 11th is the start of the season. That's the opener against uh, the New York Jets. And uh, Jackson was asked directly, you know, do you believe a deal's going to get done? Yeah, there might be forward momentum and uh, there might be optimism, but do you think a deal gets done between yourself and the Ravens? I think so. I think so. I think so. We'll have to see. Uh, Chris, I have that as three I think so's. Um, <laughs> and I get the idea of not wanting to be distracted by it in the regular season. If there have been questions about maturity or leadership on Lamar Jackson, just as a young man, I think that's a, that's a sign that this man knows what he's about, and he knows mm-hmm. not to let this loom during the regular season, that these questions could only lead to distractions in that locker room. I also think when you when the, the news comes out of Kyler and the number, and you're thinking, wait a second, wait a second. Ability aside, what you have given both of your teams, Kyler Murray brought his team to one playoff game they got trounced by the Rams whereas Lamar has brought them to three of them there was one point Randy in the season last year into week six or seven where we were already awarding him the way too early MVP of the league so I think he knows what his value is and what it's worth and I think there's also like hey if if we don't get this done for the season let me go play and hopefully stay healthy Mm -hmm. have a great season and I'm only going to drive that number up Because when you look at the quarterbacks in the NFL, there's two tiers of great quarterbacks and then quarterbacks in the NFL. And that number of great quarterbacks is getting smaller and smaller. And I don't know what the Ravens think their other option is, but if this is sitting around to to the end of, I don't know, next April or May, that number's just keep going and going. So if I'm Lamar, I'm like, yeah, I'd like to get a deal done so I don't have to worry about it. Also, if I don't get a deal done, I'm still going to get paid probably a little bit more than if I sign tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, but the, man, the, the threat of injury just is, is terrifying because the thing that Dak Prescott didn't have to face coming off of his you know, injury, like legitimate, not injury scare, but legitimate career type of injury was he'd already... He's been given access into this quarterback group because he's not a a run-first guy, which Lamar isn't either. It's just Mm -hmm. such an unfair criticism of him. And for Lamar to be an NFL MVP, to have won in the playoffs, and for there to even be a question whether he gets more guaranteed money or a a fatter contract than Kyler Murray is is insane to me. Um, And I think he'll he'll well exceed that. And I think the September 11th deadline of that season opener, I bet a, a deal gets done. Certainly by the end of August, uh, if there's this much momentum now, because I'm surprised he's even out there practicing. Honestly, and we're going to talk about wide receivers, Chris, later in the show. We'll talk about you know DK Metcalf, and um, actually we've got AJ Brown. We're going to talk about him with our um, with our ESPN Eagles reporter Tim McManus. But we'll talk about guys who you know Debo Samuel is still opting or rather holding in, where you show up to practice, you kind of lean into the huddle a little bit, but you're in you know a, a hoodie and a backwards hat, and you're not. You're not participating in drills itself. Lamar would be forgiven for not doing that. You know, you could you could mess your knee up in just a drill. Somebody could fall on you strangely, like what happened with Ryan Jansen at Bucks practice. Yeah, I, and we can get into we'll get into the Debo stuff later. But I even understand the Debo stuff more because for the amount that they play him at running back, you know, is he sitting there saying, "Well, I, I don't know how many years I have left. If this is how you're going to play me, and do I even have any option of how you're going to play me? I don't want to play." Listen, I, I like a few packages where I run the ball, but here's really where I want to play at wide receiver. But you're playing me all over, and a year that my contract's up, that's a lose-lose situation for me. Yeah, 
No, you're 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 absolutely right. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what the number is, and um, if we if we get to September 11th without that deal getting done, I mean that's up there with oh that, uh, among the the best or great rather greatest uh, bet on yourself risks. I think even <laughs> what even did you say? I think so. 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 All right, we have a different quarterback in a different city with lower expectations, yet. A captivate a more captivating story. Why an old prison bus is the key to one team getting back to the Super Bowl this year from a man and a myth and a mustache. We're going to explain that next. It's Chris Budden and Randy Scott, and for the guys, Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. No, I don't want to go. No. <laughs> I need the beat to come in. It's Canty Carlin on ESPN Radio. ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speaker, however you found us. We're glad you did. Happy pre-end to all who celebrate Friday everywhere that you can hear these voices. Chris Budden there in Dallas. I'm Randy Scott here in uh, Bristol, Connecticut. In for the guys in Canteen Carlin. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And let's just elongate the triangle here, all right? Let's, our third point on the show geographically, Philadelphia. Tim McManus, our ESPN Eagles reporter, joining us via that same hotline, 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number. Tim, uh, we're hearing that today was kind of a rough day for the Eagles offense, and that is the fishbowl, right? That's that's the unit that's under the, the microscope there in South Philly. Uh, what did you see today at camp? No question, and, and more specifically, probably the, the quarterback under the biggest microscope in Jalen Hurts, as is always the case, right? In the NFL, particularly in Philadelphia, uh, the seat is always feeling a little bit hot. And yeah, uh, it wasn't the best day for Jalen Hurts or the offense. The first day they came out really sharp, Hurts uh, put four, even though it was red zone drills, 
He was uh, he was on time, throwing several touchdowns. Offense looked really good, but they took a step back today. Probably the low light that you're looking at is when Hertz rolled out to his right, just sort of popped one up in the air. It was in the direction of Dallas Goddard, but didn't have a clear destination. Avante Maddox rose up for the interception. It was that kind of day, and uh, you know Jason Kelsey, their center, confirmed as much afterwards uh, he noted that you know the defense was probably feeling it after getting um, you know the the wrong side of it on day one they came back with a strong day two and uh, you know the competition is on in South Philadelphia what is the expectation right now Tim around Jalen now that you have these incredible pieces and Brown and Devontae Smith like now that we've fully invested into you know the the Jalen Hurts train what are the expectations well, they're soaring in Philly. I mean, after the off season, as you say, where where AJ Brown comes aboard, Hassan Reddick on the defensive side, along with Bradbury, Devontae Smith in year two, one of the best offensive lines in football. I mean, you know, after year one of Jalen Hurts as the full time starter, along with first year head coach Nick Sirianni, where things were a little bit more tempered in Philly, you know, it's back to that sort of uh, you know ravenous expectations. All right, let's let's get up and and let's get going. And for Hurts, I mean, he's He's not officially in a contract year, but he's eligible for a new contract after this season. And the Eagles have two first-round picks next April. They're going to be in that that sort of crunch time from a decision-making standpoint of, all right, uh, you know, are we going to go forward and, and give Hertz, you know, a handsome second contract and and uh, have him be our guy moving forward, or are they going to go in a different direction? And so, you know, certainly the, the pressure is up from that standpoint in order to perform. Like this is this is the year that's going to define find Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, whether he is the answer or not at quarterback. And so so expectations all around the board pretty high right now. That's the thing as we talk with Tim McManus, our ESPN Eagles reporter here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Uh, Randy Scott, Chris Budden in for the guys. I, you, you you look at the, at the prove it season for Jalen Hurts and they're doing everything they can to surround him with talent. You draft Devontae Smith uh, and now you bring in A.J. Brown and really, I mean, we've got the D.K. Metcalf contract. Everybody should be sending A.J. Brown a thank you note. I feel like he got the ball rolling on these 20 to $25 million a year uh, wide receiver contracts this offseason. But if it, it seems like there are, there are no excuses, I guess, from the Eagles front office toward the quarterback and Brown's going to be a big part of that. What are you expecting to see from Brown this season? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good way to put it. And and the Eagles are setting Hurts up pretty well. Uh, he and Jalen Hurts are they call each other best friends. They have a relationship that's uh, you know that dates back all the way back to when uh, Hurts tried to recruit him to come to Alabama, and they've stayed really tight since. And they've worked as as Brown said countless times this off season trying to get the on field chemistry as good as as the off field chemistry is. Yeah, you know, there's uh, you know. People are expecting some pretty big things from A.J. Brown as well. He comes over with a first and third round pick on the first night of the draft. Everybody's excited about it, and the Eagles feel like he fits what they want to do offensively really well and compliments Devontae Smith, who's more of you know the, the slighter build, uh, perfect route runner, uh, can extend the field a little bit with more of a you know physical style of ball in a way that Darius Slay, the cornerback, put it when I talked to him a couple of days ago, he's like, you can tell AJ Brown is not a t-shirt guy. Like, he wants to put on the pads and he wants to break some tackles and, and uh, they're, they're expecting that level of physicality, which really should help hurts. He didn't 
throw over the middle hardly at all last year. Now he's got not only Dallas Goddard, who's emerging as their tight end one, but also A.J. Brown, who can successfully operate over the middle of the field and make some yards after the catch. And it it should be a really good fit for the quarterback. Speaking of not T-shirt guys, I'm currently staring at this image that I will never be able to get out of my head of Gardner Minshew with a bandana, (laughs) jorts, an open button-down shirt standing on top of a prison bus. Uh, Please take me through the summer of the stash. Yes, a unique character for sure, Gardner Benchio, and he adds kind of to that, uh, you know, to that aura this off season where he decided uh, instead of going about a normal training regimen that he would get an old prison bus, he would decorate it out, uh, all hippied out with the uh, lava lamps and, uh, and and the whole deal, and drive down to his trainer's place in Florida park in the back and live there uh, for five months. So, he, uh, yeah, so he would be living in there just playing guitar and, and doing his thing. And then uh, we'd wake up in the morning, go into the training facility, work out, and, uh, and then right back to the bus it was. And so uh, Gardner Minshew really wanted to dedicate himself to making it all about football. Thought the best way to do it was to kind of like strip down his environment. Uh, where it was just him and a and a bus and and a gym, and uh, dedicated himself the entire off season to that. I cannot. I, I'm like nodding along. You know, like like I can totally see. You said five months just playing his guitar behind the gym and and you know eating muscle snacks and protein powder and the whole the whole thing. Just getting out. You know, the shorts get shorter, the muscles get bigger, and the guitar gets more sweet. It's just. It's just, you know, it's what you need. But I, now, all, all in all seriousness, he didn't have a great day at camp today either. Is that correct? Uh, right. Yeah, I would say that the defense just dominated by and large and, and Minshew threw two picks. So he was certainly partially responsible for that. But, you know, it's one day. And, and what his trainers were saying is that they were they were measuring kind of his progression throughout uh, the course of the off season and mm-hmm. saw that whether it was his speed or his, his flexibility, all those things were kind of notching up and improving. And they say it's going to be the, uh, the best version of Gardner Minshew that we've seen yet. Now, 26 years old, he's obviously chomping at the bit to, to try to get uh, another starting gig like he had briefly in Jacksonville. Right. Um, you know, even went to, to head coach Nick Sirianni last year after his spot start and said, what's going to take for you know me to earn this thing full time. Uh, but for right now, he's got his mind focused on the team and, and uh, making sure that he's doing everything he can to uh, help get them to a Super Bowl. All right, get over to ESPN.com if you want to read so far the best NFL story this year. And it is about Gardner Minshew. <laughs> living in an old prison bus and making that his off-season home. Tim McManus, the architect behind that story. We appreciate the time, man. Thank you. Much appreciated, guys. Take care. It is going to be, Chris, it's going to be a day-to-day thing. It really is. Like your Twitter timeline, depending on what you follow, who you follow, it's going to be like (laughs) stock up, stock down on a daily basis for Jalen Hurts there with Philadelphia. Absolutely. I I do feel like, though, that the the stock is up on uh, off-season Articles. Now that I've seen the inside of this bus and the lava lamp and the beautiful wood paneling that Minshew did, I'm, I'm not quite sure that any other NFL offseason story is going to top this. It probably won't. We could probably just say everybody else is playing for second moving forward. 
You know, yeah. unless here's the story of Lamar Jackson living on a crab trap boat in the harbor of Baltimore, <laughs> you know, something a little more, a little more uh, Baltimore, a little more on brand. Chris Budden, Randy Scott in for the guys on Canty and Carlin, three offensive linemen gone and a 45 year old under center for the Bucks. If it was if that 45 year old did not have the name Tom Brady to be a real problem. We're going to quantify that. How significant is Ryan Jensen? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Chris Budden and Randy Scott in for the guys. At ESPN Radio, at Randy Scott, ESPN, at Chris Budden. Chris with a K, Budden with two Ds. Uh, Zion Williamson, uh, massive contract. I just And good for him. Contract extension, to be clear. It kicks in in the 2023-24 season. His age 23 season, by the way, where he'll pull down $33.25 million, and it goes up from there. It's 192 0.85 million when it's all said and done. But apparently, there's a clause in the contract. And we're, we've talked about clauses more probably this week, Chris, than any time I can remember <laughs> with the Kyler Murray clause, right? The independent study clause that was, that was taken out. But Zion's clause uh, references his weight, and it says that the combination of his weight and body fat has to be lower than 295, the body fat percentage. Um, I, I'm trying to think of what a body fat percentage would be for Zion because he's so strong and he has so much muscle and so much of his weight is made up by muscle. But there's apparently enough of a concern in New Orleans where this gets written into the deal. Yeah, not uh, a body fat percentage expert. I'm going to go somewhere 10, 8, 9, 10. I have no idea. Uh, I would assume maybe already pretty low. I can understand. Why putting it in? The guy's played 85 games in three years. You're agreeing to all this money. You want to see the guy on the court. Uh, injury, you know, I get it. Again, is it a little embarrassing? Why is this stuff getting out there in the first place? Uh, you know what I would say? Hmm. If anyone leaks the inside embarrassing stuff of my contract, then there's a clause in the contract that says it gets negated. Oh, okay, but that, but then I mean, if I'm Zion's representation, I'm leaking it post haste, right? If it gets if it, if it gets taken out of the contract, I'm going to go ahead and, and make sure somebody leaks it. Yeah. This is I, listen. Take this for what it's worth. It's SportsFitnessAdvisor.com because I'm like, what is it? What is a typical body fat percentage for an NBA athlete? And they say for a basketball player, it's anywhere from six to twelve percent. So let's say you're concerned about Zion. Let's say it's in the teens. That means that his that his weight and his body fat has you know his weight would have to be. 280 or lower, 
And last season he was listed at 284, but according to an article from The Athletic, it got high as he was not playing in games, dealing with a foot injury, and got around 300 pounds. So so that so they're wanting it. him to be at the weight that he came in. Yeah, yeah. And Pretty much. That's, re- that's realistic at, at, as you're age 22. As you get older, I don't know how, how realistic that is. More Canty and Carlin on the way on ESPN Radio. You know, this time uh, Thursday afternoon, we were talking about Ryan Jensen, and we were we were uh, hopeful that perhaps Ryan Jensen would not miss the entire season. It's starting to look like uh, our, our our worst fears are uh, at least very much on the table. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and, and the ESPN app. She's Chris Budden. She's in Dallas. I'm Randy Scott uh, here in, in Bristol. Um, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and the phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Uh, we've been talking about body fat percentages. <laughs> we've been talking about um, independent study clauses and contracts. Um, you know, the thing that you expect to talk about this time of year for, for the NFL and training camp and, and guys ramping up and, and getting close to 100% are injuries. I mean, it just it, it happens. Mm-hmm. And, and they could be seismic. They can just cut short uh, the, the the ceiling of an NFL franchise so early, really before the season gets started. And we may have seen one in Tampa Bay. It was Bucks head coach Todd Bowles who uh, addressed the knee injury for his starting center, Ryan Jensen, who'd started every game of the last, or rather, it was 81 straight games. And had, no one in the NFL had played more snaps of the last five seasons than, than Ryan Jensen. He's just been a stalwart. And it was Todd Bowles today saying that uh, Jensen is expected to, quote-unquote, miss months after suffering that left knee injury during practice on Thursday. We heard from Rick Stroud on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and, and Rick covers the Bucks for the Tampa Bay Times. He was at that practice, and he was talking about expectations and, and how the Jensen injury impacts that. I think it's Super Bowl or bust, but in, in reality, if you're asking Todd Bowles, would he rather have the pressure of having Tom Brady and trying to win a Super Bowl or starting over with Kyle Trask and Blaine Gabbert, I think you know the answer. Um, he coached against Tom Brady enough years. He's really happy he's on his team. And that was the reason, I think, that Bruce Arians, with this succession decision, and, and Bruce is now in the front office and he's out here you know, every day like he was anyway, you got the continuity of the entire coaching staff. Todd's not going to a new situation with a new staff that He's trying to teach those guys as well as his players. It's really the best case scenario for Todd Bowles. And I know he's more than pleased that number 12's back there. And he'll take the pressure uh, and also the 12 or 13 wins that he's likely to get in his first year as a head coach here. And that's why the optimism was so high in Tampa Bay and why there was such concern and why the entire team gathered around Ryan Jensen as he was on the ground and dealing with it. Because there have been changes. Chris, you talked about it. There have mm-hmm. been changes to the Bucks' offensive line in the offseason. And now, what, two days into camp, potentially you lose Ryan Jensen. At least we know now for months. Yeah, you're basically without uh, two other pieces, two along with Jensen. Ali Marpet retired. Alex Kappa signed with the Bengals. And so how do you – you already had pieces that you had to replace. ESPN's Jeff Darlington reporting that Robert Hainsey, who what, came out third round last year out of Notre Dame, he's played 31 offensive snaps. So when we were talking about this, you were like, wait, I thought he was going to be at left guard. Like there's already these holes that you have to replace. And then I sat there and wondered – Tom Brady, you're now without your center. Some other pieces on the O-line that you would probably like to have back. You're without Gronk. Are you considering why did I retire again? This wasn't when I when I retired for 20-some-odd days and decided to come back. This is not how I envisioned 
my team heading into the third day of training camp. Yeah. Yeah, at all. The ceiling gets lowered for the franchise if you lose this. And here's the thing. You can quantify it. You can draw, Chris, a direct line from you know, uh, protecting that quarterback to having success with this particular quarterback. I mean, we have enough of a sample size mm-hmm. with Tom Brady. And if you go all the way back to 2010 even, if he is protected to the point where he is not hit on, I think the number is 10% of his throws. So last season it was less than 10%. There have been three seasons specifically where he hasn't been hit, or rather where he only gets hit on fewer than 10% of his throws. One of them was an MVP season. One of them was the 2016 season where he missed the four games because of Deflategate, but then came out and had a 28 touchdown against two interception ratio. And one of them was last season where he threw for more than 5,300 yards, a, a career campaign. No quarterback likes to get hit, but Brady specifically has trouble with pressure in his face. Mm-hmm pressure up the middle and you have to figure that gets a little easier if you're working against as a defense against a backup center and i also don't care if you're not eating tomatoes and only eating avocado ice cream at some point into your 40s like you're not able to move around like you would be able to 10 years ago i wonder if hainsey is a good enough viable option to stay there or do you go out Mm. and find someone but i also don't know what's available that's going to be any better than a guy who at least got to shadow played a couple snaps you know working behind ryan jensen for a year so another thing that we need to keep in mind here there are cracks offensively they they had to bring in julio jones they need Mm -hmm. size and they don't bring in julio jones to replace chris godwin they bring in julio jones we had jenna lane on today our espn bucks reporter on sports center am she was talking about how julio is coming for the rob gronkowski role in the offense he's offering to block he's offering to be sort of that third down receiver like he just a wants a ring b wants to contribute but those are the catches so there are some real questions with the bucks we're going to talk about kyler murray as well jimmy garoppolo and chris carlin maybe next kenty carlin espn radio